So just how far down do you want to go? We can talk it out over some comic books and you can look deep into my eyes like I was a superhero. Is it a country song? Uh, no. No. It's like a 90s alt hit. It sounds like a country song. You're on drugs. The Refreshments. The Refreshments. Yeah. That's yeah. right. Not a country band. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the First Issue Club podcast, the weekly reading reading comic book podcast that helps aid you through the muddy and murky water of the comic book landscape. Today, we're going to be doing something a little differently. As you may or may not know, new comic books are no longer coming out till further notice, so we're going to be covering some TKO books that came out uh, a little while ago, and then uh, we're going to get into some humors, some laugh tracks at the very end. We're going to be talking weapons. That's going to be a good old time. We're going to have a good chuckle about that. So, books up front, laughs in the back, as it should be. It's what we call a podcast mullet. With you, as always, <laughs> is me, Greg, Caitlin, Budget King, and Michael D. Did you forget my name for <laughs> no, a I almost thought I, I almost thought I said it before mine, so I was like, Did I, am I going to say Mike D's name twice? You guys ding yeah. me on doing the me thing. Me. Budget King, well, but you did, did it. Ding me. Ding me all you want. I've, I... I have never criticized you for saying me before. That's on you, got, man. That's all I in got your head. Because I almost forgot Mike D's name. I'm <laughs> staring right at him. How's everybody doing? I'm doing good, actually. Getting into this groove. Yeah. I think I'm doing too... I, I'm getting too used to home drinking. <laughs> oh, that's no. My, that's my one concern now that it's like... It's five o'clock. Let's have a beer and kick back. And, and that's getting a little too common and casual for me. Well, I, I think. guess that's better than getting used to work drinking. <laughs> <laughs> well, that meeting was long. Let's have a beer. It's noon. Break up the monotony. I've worn, I've worn the same pants for two weeks. <laughs> Are you changing your underwear? And they, yeah, I changed my underwear. They have a giant hole in the crotch, too. What's breathable? Like massive. Massive hole. Do you still do, okay? So, what was your thing with underwear? Do you still wear two pairs? Yes. Come on. <laughs> you really do. You paused. Is that real? Um, even well, even in quarantine. So I have I have a I'm wearing a lot of my like gym biker shorts in quarantine, like my yeah. exercise ones. So they they give me the support I need, and I don't have to wear two. But if I wear cotton uh, briefs out and about, I wear a second pair of underwear underneath them for more support. That just baffles the mind. Yeah, you must have a tidy dick to have room for that much cotton. <laughs> I mean, I don't I don't have a massive dick. I mean, if I had a massive dick, it would be a problem. I think. Yeah, normal size penis, you can fit two pairs of underwear. Yeah. All right. Also, like when, when they call my dick snail dick. Who? So Who and like, why? It's like <laughs> curled up. Yeah. So like it goes in and it like gets comfortable. And it, it stays comfortable all day. Nothing's getting me erect all day. What a when life. When I get home. <laughs> Nothing. Not, not one fucking thing. When I get home and I'm just fucking <laughs> raring to go, I bust through those underpants. I take one underpants off and it's just erection city. <laughs> Snail dick is good to go. <laughs> He's coming out the shell. You're the opposite of most people where you're like most turned on, like in your home that you're used to mm -hmm. <laughs> i just get i see a chair and like fucking painting i put on the wall Ooh, uh, baby. <laughs> <laughs> oh the monotony of things that i've come accustomed to hi 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 normalcy <laughs> <laughs> didn't we say something about getting silly at the end of the episode that's right so let's save this, this no, no we can't abandon it now we have to stick to structure so let's save the silly till last. Let's get into these TKO books. By getting the podcast started.
he slammed it. He slammed that bush. I did. I finished. You are ready to go. Number two on deck. We are two for it. <laughs> okay, first up in the TKO celebration is sentient, or if you're budget king, sentient. Tomato, tomato. There's been a, there was been the a, a heated discussion before the episode of how we pronounce this. Either way, correct. Uh, Caitlin, do you have a synopsis? I do. Do you want to talk about like what they're doing with these first? Oh, that's right. I yeah. Because totally it's kind of the reason why we chose this. Um, so TKO right now is doing this thing where if you purchase through them, 50% of the sale actually goes to local comic book shops. I'm not sure how they're deciding who gets what or if there's like a fund they're contributing to, but it's a pretty awesome thing to help the culture. Um... I know. Yeah, I oh, do too. Well, tell us. Two mics want to fill you in. Because <laughs> we've done purchases. Oh, Is that why we know? No, I just know. Oh, you've actually bought something huh? from yeah. TKO. All right, you take it then. You click on as checkout, you click the comic book store that you want to go to. Oh, that's cool. How many do they have? They had a time period where all of them could get submitted, is my understanding. I think it's still going. So you can still submit and get in. Okay. Yeah. When you go to their website right now, you get a pop-up ad that says like, hey, this is what we're doing right now. You'll you'll get it figured out during checkout. Cool. I like yeah. it. I like it a lot. It's awesome. And the other thing that they do, maybe you're going to get to this, Greg, their model is that all of their first issues are free on uh, their website, which I guess we talked about already. But that's you can join us and read these books for fucking free. Ain't it grand? At least I time. was going to get to that, but I'm I'm happy that you got to it because um, what a way to introduce people to your comic books. Give away the first taste for free. Drug dealers do it. So should comic book publishers. <laughs> <laughs> they get you hooked. First yeah. bumps on me. Can I say though, I when I heard about TKO and I was like, they do that, I was kind of like, uh, they're probably shit books, is why they're oh, doing it. But then I was, I was like, oh my god, well, yeah, that's like these books. Are that's good. what makes it such a pleasant surprise. You're like, oh, oh, okay. Well, they didn't really need to do this, but they're doing it because they care. They and they don't have like too many, so I think they like have heavily curated it, and the art all looks great. I, they're doing it right. I hope they like come out swinging. I've read four TKO books thus far, and they've all been banger. Yeah. And when you get them, they're, like, huge. They're, like, a large format, too. Like, bigger bigger than a magazine. Boy. <laughs> oh, we should say this. Yeah. They sent us a book, a bunch of comic books, oh, too. Yeah. So, shout out to TKO in general. <laughs> Just the name of the game is accessible with them, and I think that's huge. I think that's the way to do it. I love that. That's such smart marketing. Just like give your product away for free, grow brand brand loyalty, believe in your product so much that it's good, and then like you'll get people that buy it. That's the name of the game, brother. <laughs> okay. Do we do we Total want to talk? Knockout. <laughs> okay, <Sentient>? no one talk. <laughs> All right. So sentient, we can get into it. It is twenty one oh five and Earth has about ten years left in its lifespan. So things are starting off great not bleak at all um naturally humans still can't get it together and extremists are threatening the existence of the continued government and society as usual uh this is focused mainly on a transporter ship and they're talking about like the new earth colony and how the shit's going on there too um on one particular ship this ship however an insidi insidious mutiny is about to be the start of an unusual childhood for several of new earth's children this book is like a sci-fi thriller with the potential to become a Nick Jr. show. <laughs> I love when you do that. Is, that is true. That is exactly what this is. It's, it's one story and then it sets it up for like, hey, these kids are going to be mommied by a robot that murders people. But it had to. Had no choice. This is basically like if Smart yeah. House was in space. The Disney show. Disney movie, excuse me. <laughs> yes. It, it, I, I'm not familiar with Smart House, but I think like, okay. That's okay. If I'm <laughs> editing this, I'll scrub it. Well, just in reading this first issue, it doesn't take over so much as it doesn't want to take over and it is forced into it. 
and then it can't get back its protocols where it didn't have to take over because all of the adults are dead. And like the oldest child who's like what, maybe 11, 12? Yeah. Is like now the reigning crew member that can give this thing commands. I don't know if we said this, but Jeff Lemire wrote this book. Did we say that so. at the front? Okay. And it, Gabriel Walta did the illustrations, which he did. He did the uh, vision series vision, yeah. that we all love. So this is like the just two amazing people on this book. But the story of this book, it unfolds in like personality. But then you're also getting a little bit of like um, what's going to happen. It's like ominous or whatever. But it, it just like flips on a dime to like, hey, that was prologue right essentially like this story is going to be about this sentient robot that takes care of these kids and my only criticism about this book is it's too short because i immediately got done the first issue i guess i just was like what mm -hmm. i have to know what is going on now. <laughs> yeah that's that's how i felt i don't i don't think we have the hard copy so or like the longer form um these books are all one of six right or is there are there any that aren't six okay yeah yeah, I think you're right. I think I, 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 here's how good they are. I immediately ordered both of these books when I got done with this. I was like, yep, I could do that. <laughs> <laughs> um, it, it, yeah, it, and like, it's weird because like Jeff Lemire did Descender and um, the other book that comes after Descender. So he's he's uh, in the Sender. realm of like uh, Ascender and then isn't this isn't the sequel Descender? Mm -hmm. Yeah, us center is the is the prequel. Yeah, okay, good call. Anyway, so it's like him playing with like robot being parent or being like like this was already something he this could fit in that realm kind of, right? It felt like a little yeah, bit. Yeah, for sure. Well, and um to pull the curtain back a little bit, I've read the whole series already. And it if you think it's crazy now, it just goes into realms that you can't even imagine right now so i'm really excited for you to read the rest of this series well yeah there's a huge oh, eerie cool. component in that not only are these kids alone on a ship but they're alone for at least a calendar year in the galaxy they're in the black zone and their ship has just entered it so that means oh, they don't yeah. have any communications right with anybody on any earth any colony nothing right so without that robot those kids would be fucking dead oh yeah the other thing that i love is the robot can't kill anybody because it has protocol and they have to shut it off to be able to save these kids. And like one of the last things in the book that you get is that the robot is like, please turn my protocol back on. Like essentially being like, please don't let me kill mm -hmm. people or be able to kill people anymore. Do not cry. Do not cry. Do not cry. <laughs> like a robot freaking out. Yeah. <laughs> it was wild to see that just to think about an an AI that's uber intelligent that's always had boundaries and then when it doesn't it's just like who am I what do I, do? I can't trust myself like, <laughs> yeah it's like a kid without rules it's like I need structure in my life I also I love that it's not a robot it's the spaceship so it's the AI from the spaceship I think that's like super progressive right yeah yeah in some way because it it would have been easy to just write this as like the you know a virtual mommy or something like that and it's like, nope, it's just the space. Yeah, so it's basically just like yeah, HAL 9000. Yeah, but but yeah. nice this time. <laughs> the people are the bad guys. The one. people are always the bad guys. <laughs> Did you think the mom wasn't going to die? I didn't I, think a lot of people were going to die. Yeah. It was... It, more, yeah, more people died than I thought. The pacing at that point was so smart and so engaging because it didn't really give you a whole lot of room to play with, to wonder about who's going to live and who's going to die because you have to catch up to like, oh, this has gotten so bad so fast. And you're just worried about the woman who's trying to kill everybody. But I thought maybe the mom would survive. I, I loved the amount of time they took introducing a couple of the characters so we could spend some time with them. And that obviously made the deaths that much more impactful and surprising that it, and part of me was just like holy shit this was the first issue <laughs> like it was insane yeah. if you flip through the entire book and get to like you know the first 24 pages you're just like god it starts like this like that's where that's do you nuts. go from here 
well, you've done like, everything. Right. And it's exactly. a really smart way to do <laughs> it was a really smart way to do that too, because you have to assume that two of the main kids are gonna be the ones that we got to spend time with because we were paying attention to their mom and like the parent child relationship, but I feel like they're gonna be two of the main characters and just a really smart way to intro them without leading into what you were gonna do at all. Yeah, it, it makes me wonder if the son of the woman who was part of the terrorist group is like, does he share that mentality? Has he not been a part of that world and, and doesn't know any better? Does that make him enemies with all the other kids? Uh, that that dynamic is super interesting. Or is he going to hate forward. the sentient being for killing his mom? Yeah. Right, yeah. Does he hate the robot and scheme yeah. against it? Yeah. Is he like enemy of the robot? Even if he didn't robot? know what she stood That's for, some... is he going to get into it now because he just wants to avenge her? Yep. I always think, too, during these things that there's there's been a handful of comics that I've read where the group that you think is the terrorist organization like after a few issues you're just like are they yeah. the good guys <laughs> a good I, you know like there's always that philosophy on it where you never know like you're just like oh shit i'm actually like with the extremists yeah. now that i know what i know i feel like a good comic book has to deal with forgiveness in some way yeah yeah like a redemption and it's like a good author will eventually tackle that to not just be one dimensional you know what's weird about this comic book in some ways had it been published on dark horse i feel like everybody would be talking about it agree or image or something like that it just, yeah. it's like it's one of his finest work i honestly think and he's written a lot of great stuff but the fact that it's on not a like a retail gangbuster uh publisher i think it had it didn't have as much fanfare i think there's something to be said about like the Typical comic book fan base is someone who's interested in collecting and buying floppy copies of comics. And obviously, more, I think comics make more money in trades. Like the, the majority of people who are crushing like larger popular stories are reading trades, right? But if they don't have the smaller comic book community to like fuel the hype to get the word and buzz going about the trade and create that sort of like secondary market for the books because of that buzz then it's tougher to get the the buzz for just like a, a book you can pick up at any time going and i think that's the strategy with tko is they're like we're just going to do really fucking good stories and we're not going to play yeah. the game of like the hype train right i think that gives it a little more like of uh you know it's like a it's like a rare gem that you find. Like, yeah, it's not on like a publisher you can go out and like pick up at your comic book shop, but real comic book fans know about TKO and know that like every one of their books is a is a banger. Like they haven't put out a bad book yet. And so like to go out and find these and have them in your collection, like it lets you kind of like have this thing that not a lot of people have. And like so when people come over to look through your collection, you're just like, Oh yeah, like TKO, like you may not know about them, but you probably should because this book will change your goddamn life. Well, that's what I was going to say. Like, I think it then becomes like part of the community's job to spread the word. Like word of mouth only works if people are willing to do it and not make it such like, don't make it like a rarity that you're going to hoard, but like tell a bunch of people <laughs> because that, that will benefit, that will only benefit and allow them to tell more stories like that. And that's like, I was talking to, to Sean about this before we got, did the interview and he was like, so many of my friends are just like, hey, I, I want to go, I want to go buy your book. Like, can I get it off Amazon? And he's like, no, you have to like physically <laughs> go into a comic book store and buy yeah. it. And it is the weirdest fucking thing ever. <laughs> yeah, You're not going to have a good time. You're gonna... No, yeah, you're going to be treated like an asshole. You're going to be told not to are touch you anything. Do you have any guy friends who can go get this for you? <laughs> we don't want you here. Get out. <laughs> So I love that well, I love that TKO is just like we make good books, we make them user friendly, easy to recommend. Yeah. While we're talking about the publisher too, I wanted to mention something I thought was kind of cool about what they do is that they do print individual 
comics too, but they'll send you them in a case. So you can still like binge them like the trade, but it's more of like a collectible item. Like it comes in this cool little case that. and you get all these covers that you don't get otherwise. It's kind of like when you, you know, love a band and their new album comes out. Like you can either get a CD or get it on Spotify and just listen to it that way. Or you can buy, you know, the album just because you want to have like something to hold. That's like more of a piece that shows like I'm a fan of this. And that's kind of how they treat the comic book versions of them. Also like that they're like not pretentious about like Rolling Stone articles about being like, we're going to do it all. We, we've got this brand new model that's going to like break the system. It just is like their model is just like, we're good people who do like good things and like we're going to yeah. keep on doing a good product. Mm -hmm. We make, we publish four stories at a time. They've had like wave one and wave two. And so they've got eight books and they make, they make sure those are good and, They'll do more when they've got another good four stories. Well, and I was going to say, there's no print runs. They print them like as needed. So that it's never going to be like unavailable to anyone that wants to read the stories or own them. Which And their digital prices are really fair yeah, too. Yeah, it's crazy. Like you don't really hear about that between DC and Marvel. Like they, DC and Marvel get like, you know, hard-ons for their print runs and they love saying, oh, it's gone to second, third print like tko is just like no man like fuck print runs it's always it's always going to be there like no matter when you want to read it and solid and solid point <laughs> did you did you guys see todd mcfarland's thing like interview on like what's going to happen to the comic book industry oh no oh and he he was just like you know what we fucking did this to ourselves mm -hmm. Like, you know, oh, wow. we should have never let, I should have never signed an exclusive deal with Image to go straight to distribution through Diamond. Like, Diamond should have never have an, had a monopoly. Like, this coming to a crashing down is a needed change for the comic book industry. That's pretty much what we said a month ago. I know. I was like, damn. That's wild. Yeah. yeah. And then I was like, it just, I bring it up to say, I feel like TKO had these same discussions and they're like, we can at least fix some of the shit that's wrong with the comic book industry. Yeah. I, I, I'm trying to remember the name of the publisher that um, the old editor from Marvel started that's got a bunch of new stories on it. AWA. AWA. Yeah. I mean, their whole mission statement was like, uh, the industry's broken and we're going to breathe new life into it or something like that. And... Whereas, I think like, there's, I don't, that sentiment is getting pretty popular. I don't want to <laughs> in and around I, comics. I think AWA did a cool thing, and they like they released a bunch of the worst time ever. They literally <laughs> did two weeks before COVID, so I feel bad for yeah. their like second runs. But I feel like TKO took an even like kind of more crazy revolutionary stance than any right. Did. Yeah, uh, AWA so far, if I look at their model, it's not different from anything else going on it just yeah. can operate a little bit more independently i'm ready to go yeah ready to, ready when you are and that was sentient by jeff lemire and who <laughs> gabriel walta by jeff lemire and gabriel walta thanks guys for that quick and short synopsis <laughs> of sentient <laughs> What makes that joke funny is when I edit this, it's going to sound short and sweet, but we spent about 45 minutes on nonsense. You're welcome. Hey, it's, what, it's our key to success. <laughs> and up now we have Sarah from Garth Ennis and Steve, Steve Epting. Epting. Steve Epting. <laughs> I'll shorten Steve that up and make it great. Sports. <laughs> um, okay. Sports. <laughs> So for Sarah, this first issue is called Words to Live By, and it opens on Sarah herself posted up in a tree, waiting for a moment to shoot this Nazi bigwig for the motherland. This first issue also introduces her band of sisters on the Russian front and some of the dynamics of just being women in battle um, in their downtime versus when they're like ready for action. It also hints at some darkness in Sarah's past that makes her a bit different than the rest. 
Tell me about that part. I missed that part. What part? Was the darkness in well, her? Well, they past? keep saying like you would know about this more than anybody else, or you of all people should oh, know yeah, this, yeah, yeah, yeah. and it like kind of hints that like she's gone through some shit that not everybody has. Do we think that she's Jewish? Oh, that might be that might explain a lot. Like her people were persecuted, and this is more of a personal thing for her than than most. Maybe, perhaps. I don't know. I haven't read the other books, yeah. so could be. Who knows? When I saw the cover of this book. And I knew it was Garth Ennis. I was like, oh, it's going to be one of those war books. Pass. Like, <laughs> I'm, I'm just not the audience for that. Like, this is not really like me and it's historic and stuff like that. <laughs> but like this angle of like women being like this all like badass squad and like the pacing of it and how she waits in the tree the entire time and like sets up her shot. And it also doesn't really surprise you. Like she does get the kill and it's like super bloody. I just was like, oh man, this is a beautiful comic book. Like it's it's wonderful. And it even feels like the art is so good. It makes you feel cold. Yeah. You know, like appropriately. Quiet. And stuff. And, and then yeah. there's this yeah. I, I I could gush about this comic book forever. There's this one thing which is like a really cool writing tactic. They have a house that has a tank rammed into it, and they just like mention like offhandedly, like, we can't remove the tank. Because it, the house might fall yeah, down. The house will fall down if we move it. Like it yeah, it never, it never gets mentioned again. It just is like it's full of like those little elements. But there, it was a solid yeah. read, and and also little tiny ways to to stay true to what it would have been like to experience that as a woman, like that they gave the women the house with the tank in it because apparently it would help their privacy. Because no other no other soldiers <laughs> yeah. would want to go in there. Nobody wants to go into a house with a tank in it. So that's where you guys live and sleep. Cool, right? <laughs> you, you you live in tank house. Yeah, that that was weird. <laughs> I thought her inner monologue in the tree is like brilliant. It it's it was a really nice way of saying that like she's seen some shit, but and is is super experienced and super talented. But at the same time, she's obviously very young. So it it makes you even more intrigued about her back history and where she's been in such a short lifetime. It, it's also cool to just see like women be badasses in like a collective way. If it were just like, oh, and there's one woman badass and she's like going to like change it, you know, or whatever. And it was like, nope, these are all badasses. And they're pretty much on equal footing if not the superior ones of this group with the men. Did you guys know that this is actually based off of true events? No. I had no I was actually clue. wondering that the whole there, time. There was actually like this elite Russian Soviet women's sniper group that recorded this in, insane amount of kills. And like, I'm pretty sure all of them survived the war. Like they were just like the elite, elite of wow. snipers. Holy shit. And is exclusively all women. Well, and that one woman too, like the Vera woman, she was like pretty brutal. Like she wanted to be the one to call in to get to go torture the prisoners that come back. And like, I love that. Yeah. I'm, I'm reading here. It says over 2000 women were trained as sharpshooters and deployed all around the battlegrounds. That's incredible. Wow. That's awesome. That makes this so much yeah. cooler. Why does, why does that stuff get buried? I will never know. It's because it's about women. Also, like, history wants to forget women as quickly as possible. You can't do things. Um, so, so at one point in time, though, I mean, Russia is is for is with Germany, it, and then it flips, and then yes, and then I think the reason that Germany use, loses the war essentially is because like Germany drives too far into Russia, like goes yeah, in, crazy in the winter. Yeah, they couldn't survive. Yeah. Yeah. And the Russians yeah. were just like, oh, it's a mild winter and every Nazi is frozen <laughs> to the ground. Right. And they like, and that's essentially like what they're playing up here. It's like, we lived here. Yeah. We we were, they, they just, they made some badass characters that, did you guys think she was going to get captured or something like that? Or like, No. I did not think she was going to be a straight up badass. I, I, I didn't see that. Coming. I thought she wasn't going to shoot. You yeah. know what I mean? Like she kept saying, wait. And or I thought it was, was just like, miss. she's just going to like survey the crowd and then come back with like, more information but then when like the the nazi head honcho showed up i was just like oh she's gonna kill this fucking guy in front of all of 
uh, his subordinates, and it's going to be rad as fuck. I thought she would kill him, and then like maybe they capture him or something like that, and she just kills him, goes away. Yeah. Like there's no, there's not tension, which I'm totally fine with. Like after she kills him, there's tension up until she yeah. kills him. Well, I think it's just like you know, it shows how controlled and in control she is. You know, even leading up to the kill, she's like telling herself to breathe and stay calm. And she even raises the gun a little bit because she knows she's so, she's so far away and the wind is like doing this thing. She's like, okay, now I'm going to blast this dude's head off. And then you don't even see the dude's head explode, but you see his brains all over. You know, that panel of like his brain just exploding <laughs> was so good. Yeah. I was so into yeah, that. There, this book was just awesome. Front to back, it had so many personalities in it. And you guys were talking earlier about how it's those little nuances that garth ennis did of his writing there's that one line where she's in the tree and she was like well the sun's going down it's almost 20 below i should probably get out of here and i was like 20 below i i would be dead at like five below like i'm not built i'm not built for russian weather at all (laughs) yeah i there's several like punch punchy lines in here that i was just like oh that's gonna sit with me for a couple hours i think uh one of you alluded to one that I loved that um, at, at one point they, they mentioned that like, um, oh, you know, this isn't, this isn't the sort of place for a woman. And uh, she's just like, I don't know why they say that. Like I live here. I live here. Like, yeah, this is, yeah, this is my life. Yeah. <laughs> this is nothing to <laughs> you me. You wrote some badass. I mean, and like, like the, what else, like what the, else would I the do? The commander is constantly cursing as if to show them that they don't, belong because it's it's <laughs> vulgar and doesn't fit them and right, yeah and then in contrast with i loved the political officer the woman that is constantly trying to she's like camp mom and she's like yeah <laughs> constantly telling them like you guys can always talk to me you know but don't say rude things at the dinner table and like you know listen to what your commander says you know wouldn't it be great if you could bring honor to your fellow sisters by killing this guy and they're like constantly rolling their eyes at her just like we know she means well but god get out of here like (laughs) elbows off the table girls right let's go shoot some nazis (laughs) just great great dynamics there she's like like the the really pushy rn in your dorm that is just like hey guys let's keep the party down it's like fuck off rebecca like we're getting fucking drunk i'm 19 i also like like they could have like named this like furious women or like bad badass you know or just something that like instead of just like naming it the name of one of the women like the characters i felt like was a really strong way to to do it because it's like it it's about one of them in in the story um it was good and i didn't want to read it (laughs) are you for real i i like garth ennis but i just like I, I, it seemed like um, you saw a period piece, war flick, and Garth Ennis usually writes some pretty dark shit. And you're like, not, not yeah, today. I, I wasn't in the mood. Yeah. yeah. I just wasn't like, if I'm, I just, a war piece is going to have to be like really fucking good to get me. Like, it just, you know, like this is it. And I'm not knocking them. Like, there are good stuff out there. It just, they're just not my cup of tea. Always in like, God, this was good. It was great. It was and you said you ordered it, the whole thing, as soon as you got done reading it? Yeah. Yeah. I did that and then like a pound for pound Ooh, or something. Ooh, like that. that's a fucking good one. Yeah. Those are yeah. the three I did. Yeah. I didn't do, I'm kicking myself now that Mike mentioned it. I saw the option to get the six comics and I was like, oh, let's do the trade. <laughs> but you, you would have gone for the six issues? Six. It's 10 bucks more. Is it okay? That's why I didn't do it then. Yeah. I was well. I was gonna say like it, TKO's one thing is like it's they're not valuable. Um, well, yeah. Well, okay. So it's not and, that they're not valuable. It's just like there's not a spec market, yeah. which is brilliant. Which yeah. is like why another reason we really like them is because like speckers can't fucking make extra money off of them. You're right. I shouldn't. I shouldn't have said valuable, but like yeah. Lots of books and number ones have these like weird spec value and variant covers and things like that. And TKO doesn't have any of that. So I was like, I don't need the individual issues. Like that just makes it harder to read. I don't even think TKO has variant covers. 
they don't have the same cover for every issue though they don't i mean every issue has its own cover but yeah. there's not like so a one in 25 ratio tko is just like fuck that like here's your books read them that's what you're here for we need you to care about the story <laughs> yeah for them to like also just be so confident in a world of like other independent publishers to just like be like no we know our books are good like yeah there, there's something there that's working. The magic is it's a, good. I believe it's a in big it. flex, and it's been working out for them. Their design is good too. Like the I sometimes comic book like designers that do the stuff that aren't the artwork is fucking shitty, and like yeah. their logos and shit. And it's like I like everything about their like website too, and their all their ex- extra design. Are they out of St. Louis? No idea. Oh, I don't know. I would love to look that up because if they're in St. Louis, I would definitely want to go there and record an episode with TKO people. Los, Los Angeles. LA? Oh, so I was a little bit off. LA is west. Totally fine. We'll go visit. Yeah. <laughs> I was just going to make another joke and I was like, whatever. <laughs> I'm joked out. I joke myself you sh- out. Uh, you better not be. Yeah, we got to get to the jokes now. Oh, yeah. Yeah, you're right. We just got through the appetizer and entree, and now we got to get to the dessert, baby. How do we transition to this section? No we just like, now we're going to play some games. <laughs> yeah, why not? Yeah, it's like this. Yeah, or, like, like, hey, like, now that all that stuff's out of the way, we need some laughs in our lives. It's, it's out of the way. We it's had some structure. We had the structure. We had people come here for the show. We talked comic books. Now we need to let loose. This is the happier. This is the happy hour of the show. The work's over. We're meeting some work friends at our local Chili's. We ordered a picture of Marg's. And now we're going to get a little bit goopy. Now a few of us are going to break off and make out in the bathroom and not <laughs> talk about it. This is what's about to happen. So... What someone pitch it? What are we doing? We're talking. I can. I'll I'll do it. This week we're doing weapons, uh, weapons galore in every comic book fashion. Um, We're taking this time to uh, be fun and explore some uh, aspects of comic books that we want to talk about. So today we're talking about weapons. You're probably thinking to yourself, "What the fuck? I don't even get it." You're gonna get it. You're about. You're about to get it. It's about to be real. <laughs> Sounds real like a threat. You're simple. about to get it. You're about to get it. Calm down. <laughs> You'll be fine. <laughs> let's start. Let's start off. We're gonna do some would you rather's, but like, uh, you guys got a favorite weapon in general that you just like like to see being used? Uh, yeah, Forge. Oh. He's just he. A no, Forge. Forge. The X Men. He's just like a giant weapon himself. He's like a master oh, yeah. of machines. And like half his body is machines, and, and he Ooh. can make it into anything he wants. Like cyborg. Yeah, kind of. Fuck. Oh yeah, exactly. Like <laughs> cyborg. God damn it. <laughs> uh, me, I'm a I'm a trapdoor guy. Oh, okay. So is that a weapon? Just oh, weapons in general. Yeah, just weapons. I was gonna in say general. I don't have one in comics, but I mean we talked about this before. But the point of view gun is something that I would definitely. That's my favorite weapon ever oh, yeah. made. Not made, but you know. I think my favorite weapon in general ever used is the syringe from Dexter. <laughs> <laughs> so trap trapdoors and syringes. I'm trap a big door. fan of weapons. How is that a weapon? You can hurt when you uh, fall down. Uh, uh, villains villains that use like trapdoors, like it's like, oh, I'm standing on these leaves. No, I'm not. I'm in a cage. <laughs> oh, That's like when common. like you sit at their desk and they say, please take a seat. And then like the seat falls out and you go into their dungeon. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, that's a weapon. I like, I like maces. Uh, they wield lightsabers so well that you can basically just consider them walking weapons. Is that a Mace Windu joke? <laughs> yes. <laughs> you thought I was talking about swinging mace. I thought you were talking about pepper talking spray. About, I was talking about gu- guys <laughs> named Mace. All right, we're gonna go around the the horn and do some would you rather's for weapons. Sure. All right, I got one. Would you rather have to wear Casey Jones's hockey mask for the rest of your life or uh, carry around Scrooge McDuck's cane? Neither of those things are a weapon, especially <laughs> not a hockey the mask. The cane is a weapon. I've seen enough DuckTales to know that I guess the, cane the cane is a weapon. 
Okay, I'll give you the cane. It can be used as a weapon. It's not implicitly a weapon. The hockey mask is to protect him from punches. So that so, is a defense. Protection yeah. is a weapon. A condom. I, is, a, is, is Captain America's shield a weapon? That's what I'm saying. He, if, he, if he throws it at people, it is. It has to inflict pain. Yeah, yeah like, but its purpose is to protect. That's the... It's to deflect okay. something, right? Uh, what do you what do you guys think about Scrooge McDuck's cane? <laughs> I think it's well, dope. he does he does wield it in Ducktales quite a bit. It does pack pack, pack a punch. Yeah, yeah, that one was for you. I was, <laughs> I was like, that motherfucker. He twirls that cane. I know you guys are big Ducktales so fans, much. but he uses that cane with authority. All right, that wasn't a would you rather. That was just a flex on Scrooge McDuck's cane. <laughs> so we're zero this for episode, one. This episode brought to you by Scrooge McDuck. <laughs> Uh. <laughs> okay. What you guys yeah, got? I got one. Would you rather have Alana's Heartbreaker from Saga or Wonder Woman's Lasso of Truth? Alana's Heartbreaker I... is pretty lame. Like it doesn't actually it's like a stun gun, but it doesn't kill you. It inflicts emotional pain. People are not that threatened by it. They are after she uses it. <laughs> yeah. Or, yeah, emotional pain is maybe the worst kind of pain. I would agree. It's hard to repair I'm, a broken a good... heart, brother. Yeah. Would you rather have a paper cut or a broken heart, my dude? Okay. <laughs> Feels like you've had a thousand paper cuts. <laughs> or have to tell the truth about everything. Yeah. I think the lasso of truth is more entertaining, even if, like, not used as hundred percent. I don't know if I'd be able to get it around people. Period. Like <laughs> yeah. to start with. Like it would have to have. <laughs> Maybe if I like, I snuck up behind them and was like an ability movement <laughs> when you use it. You could just hold it. You could just hold it as leverage yeah. over all your friends. You could just be like, "We'll say it in the rope." <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> you really mean it? Stay in the fucking yeah. Rope. If you really Step mean it, stay in the fucking rope, dude. <laughs> oh, Motherfucker, the rope. You, you brave enough. <laughs> uh so so if we're talking um most badass weapon i think heartbreaker wins if we're talking about weapon i'd most like to have last always of truth. lasso of truth yeah for someone who always thinks he's being lied to a lasso of truth would be <laughs> very helpful you could but we could find out once and for all if we're all on the truman show mm -hmm. that's a good mm -hmm. point <laughs> oh true who would we lasso for that Ooh, anyone, yeah, anyone. anyone. Yeah, anyone that's not a yeah that's true because yeah. you would be the one yeah. person who didn't know does the lasso of truth I, work on wonder woman like can yeah. she take that to like her therapy sessions and be like all right <laughs> diana <laughs> let's really get to the do you really love clark <laughs> is that where you're getting lied to the most by your therapist huh oh i see what you're saying <laughs> it's like mirror mirror also, on the wall to her she can like say her inner people truth lie to their therapists Totally. Oh, I would be, I would bring mine to work and just be like, am I an asshole? Shoot me straight. Everybody. I don't think you need a lasso of truth for Everybody that. Everybody get in this rope right here. <laughs> I promise I'm not going to be mad. Tie the lasso around your wrist and then say that. <laughs> yeah. I will get mad. I'll be very mad. I will hold resentment you guys, for weeks. <laughs> you guys bow staff guys? Staff, uh, I wasn't until I like somehow stumbled across a YouTube video of like professional uh, people who were like using bow staffs and like competitions, like karate competitions. And that shit was crazy. Crazy. They were just like going to but town they, with that thing. They, they twirl it like they twirl like a sign, like a sign twirler. But did they ever inflict like damage with it? That's the thing with modern weapons that are not guns. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Right? Like, are they just like more like extracurricular <laughs> yeah. activities at this point? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, really? When are you gonna realistically like be like, oh my bow, I have it at the perfect fucking time to like actually like hurt a guy who like deserves hurting? I'm so glad I'm, I have my morning star with me. <laughs> my mall. Yeah. Came in really like handy. Nine Tails is really gonna get this motherfucker. <laughs> mm -hmm. I think we're crucifying like, Jesus today. 
that's the thing like what what are you most likely to witness crime wise like someone like stealing a purse or something and even then do they deserve a fucking morning star in their back or head i actually want to see someone rob a bank with a morning star now (laughs) i'm really good at these just fyi stand back a a a foot or two i know i see you smirking but please fill the bag with me they're deadly they're not deadly with everyone. With me, they are. I just came here for the dog treats, and then I'll be out of here. You ever get, you guys ever thought about how like how lame Ghostbusters weapons Shut are? Shut the fuck up! No, they're awesome, whatever. and they're also meant for ghosts. Whatever you're about to say, yeah. It's... Whatever you're about to say, put it into a "Would you rather?" <laughs> okay, would you? <laughs> <laughs> I could I could do that. Uh, All right. <laughs> Would would you rather have nunchucks or a, a photon pack? Come on, yeah, photon sure. pack. But the thing about it is, they just like stun ghosts. No, exactly to get them into the trap to put them into the bigger holding chamber. But the, so, so you're saying if we have the photon pack by itself without the trap, they're useless. You need the you need the, what's the name of the trap? The trap has a name. It's a trap anyway. Okay, the ghost but, trap. But like, it doesn't matter. The, okay, but like. Yeah, and you called it a photon pack, not a proton pack. If we're getting real specific <laughs> did I, did I, about did I say, names. Did I say photon instead of proton? Uh, yeah, you did. <laughs> okay, sorry, proton pack. You can leave your nerd card at the door. Anyway, they're, uh, <laughs> why wouldn't they want to just kill the ghost? Why they got to save them? They're dead. They're not saving like, them. Well, that's they're... like you can't kill them. Yeah, they you can't dead. kill a ghost. No, they put, them, they put them into the... Okay, that's what it yeah. is. They're like... Yeah. yeah. They're stunning them. It's the only way to actually... Okay. It's still not that useful in a fight. Can you blast a human with it? They don't need to. They're oh, no, they don't yeah. fight humans. It's dangerous to them to even cross the stream. So <laughs> They're you know Ghostbusters, not you police. You've got to do some damage. Yeah. All right. If you're firing a heavy beam of protons, it's going to fuck some shit Maybe up. Maybe this is just shining a light on how much a nunchuck sucks, though. <laughs> yeah, I wouldn't feel very confident. I would feel like I would hurt myself more with those yeah. than I would do any damage to anyone else. Nunchucks are more like how yo-yos. Many? Oh, go on. <laughs> like once you get it once you get them like really yeah, really speak on that really going it's just about not hitting yourself in the face with it. <laughs> that's, i think that's uh, like anything <laughs> spoons nunchucks <Just> anything. <laughs> like a like a whoa there guy don't get like too a, excited like masturbating like a stri- string on a stick like it's just all comes back yeah. to not hitting yourself in the face yeah they should have given Michelangelo a bunch of spoons. <laughs> oh, he's a spoon guy. He's clapping again. <laughs> oh man, I like your guys' would you rather's better. Do you have Do you have one? I got an. I got a couple more. No, let's go. Let's keep going. I like yours. Um, would you rather have Nico's staff of one or Big Barda's mega rod? Mega rod because I don't know enough words to make the staff of one useful. <laughs> yeah, that's like it's such a cool weapon, but the conundrum of like only being able to do things yeah. one time. Is I don't know so any tough. other words for pizza, but pizza. <laughs> and that's what I would only use Easy it for bread. pizza. And then I can't use it anymore. It's useless. Can you say it in different languages? Could you just like you get like a hundred of everything? So, so what? So, in the show now, too, and I don't know if this followed the run of comics, but her mom could use it for more than just one word. And she was like, I can say more than one word. And she was like, Yeah, well, we all were beginners at some point. So, I don't know if it ever evolves. But for her in that run, at least as far as I had gotten into it, she never figured out how to do that. Yeah, same. Okay. Uh, all right. <laughs> all right. Okay. Would you rather? Would you rather have? Uh, oh, go. No, 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 no. Like you go. Like I've been going. Would you rather have angel wings or a mech suit? Mech suit. Yeah. I, but where do you store it? Because you can hide your angel wings. How? How do you hide angel wings in like the world's <laughs> biggest suit? <laughs> you <just laughs> you'd have to wear like the talking head suit. You're wearing a talking head suit. And like tuck it's it like into your pants. It's like two kids stacked on top of each other to get into an R-rated movie. Like you instantly know someone's trying to hide wings under a jacket. <laughs> okay. So you have- I think I'd rather I'd rather have wings, I guess. Again, are they a weapon? <laughs> I don't know. 
You go, you back into somebody and you flutter really fast. Yeah. Every you fly in the air and drop yeah. them. Every every I couldn't do that without waves. So you know, there we go. So gra- is gravity the ultimate weapon? Angels are killers. Maybe I'm more into tools. <laughs> You can't change topic. Are you guys more hammer or screwdriver <laughs> You just wanted to play Would You Rather. <laughs> and you put weird parameters on it that you're loose, not following. I have a loose understanding. <laughs> <laughs> Would you rather eat a pie or a cake? <laughs> Those aren't weapons. In the hands of a clown they or are. Or tools. <laughs> That's true. Those are more weapons than <laughs> angel, uh, wings. angel wings, I think. Have you ever been hit with a banana cream pie? I think a yeah okay who has the better branded weapons batman or green lantern batman has better branding literally everything starts with everything's got bad or something in it yeah the green lantern i mean it's like his jewelry it has it has the icon of the whole group that he's with everybody else could be branded by icon though or like symbol he doesn't yeah branding on on their on their weapon though like better weapon branding I guess. So you still think Batman? But, plus, he's only got one ring. You know what I mean? Okay. But all, Batman's got like a whole suite of things that are like the bat mobile, the yeah. bat array, the bat cappuccino has, machine. Like, yeah, even his bullets are shaped like bats. It's like he just goes. Which is why it never hits anybody because the bullets don't go in a goddamn straight line. <laughs> never quite figured that out. Yeah, Alfred. <laughs> <laughs> we need to work out Alfred the bad every time he misses. Stupid Alfred. Stupid Alfred. If you had to change Penguin, <laughs> Penguin's uh, umbrella repertoire into a different tool that was also deadly, what would you make him? Carry uh, this is my uh, favorite would you rather <laughs> so far. If you could change Penguin's umbrella into a different repertoire, what? is would that you? how you put it? would you yeah like, what, what, you know what oh, it was so tough to land on but like yeah, yeah i think i, totally I would. would think about it like what if he had deadly ladders that he was carrying around everywhere or uh just a golf bag full of ladders so your would you rathers have turned <laughs> into <laughs> think about it just think about it <laughs> what if it was like just an egg that hit guys he oh <laughs> had a bunch of grocery bags what if he had weaponized like, pink eye i mean come on <laughs> That was a superpower. <laughs> and gave him pink eye. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Uh Penguin biting off um a guy's nose in in Batman what returns, I think. Uh still freaks me out. Like I like close my eyes whenever that scene comes up because I'm like, oh yeah, that's so gory. It like shocked Danny me DeVito, as a child. Perfect casting choice for that. Yeah, he was great. Oh. Okay, I got another one. Ready? Hell yeah. Uh, Batman's shark repellent or gold balls, gold balls? <laughs> gold balls is like one of the dumbest characters <laughs> ever. Sure. Oh, he's awesome. <laughs> Shocker. <laughs> <laughs> that revelation shocked me to my core. I also guess I just really remember that Batman had like shark repellent that was just like his own thing. No one else. Yeah, has I didn't, it. yeah, I forgot that's, about that. It was a gun. That's the one thing that always bothers me about Batman is like, oh, just any specific scenario, I can get out of it by reaching into my uh, belt, and I've got like every specific <laughs> tiny little thing I need. You know what that shows me? Planning. He has his own R&D department, and he's ready for anything. Thought about everything. And I, and I applaud him. Um, as a... Hmm. Is repellent a weapon? I thought you were going to say, like, as a wizard. I mean, as a wizard. You... No, as, as a wizard. I think conjuring gold balls is the least of my worries. <laughs> Therefore, I've selected shark repellent. <laughs> what kind of enchantment charm did he use for the repellent, uh, I wonder? As a wizard. Speaking as a wizard. 
It almost sounds like Santa Claus. I thought you were going to say as a woman, so I was equally <laughs> As a woman wizard. I, I could hurl gold balls at sharks and other things, so I'm going to go gold balls. I was leaning that way, too. And you have an infinite amount. Your repellent's going to yeah. run out at some point. I have a question about shark right. repellent. Does it only work on sharks? No. Okay. Think about like boom. think about like bear mace being used on like people. How funny would it be though if bear mace only worked on bears? <laughs> and like you sprayed at a human, it's like, what the fuck is this? Like this is doing nothing to me. I don't have bear DNA, you, you fuck. Know, you guys know there's like a um company in Kansas City that sells necklaces that have shark repellent in them. Which is needed here and in the Midwest. Like play, they play on this. I guess there's like people who don't live by the ocean are more unnecessarily afraid of sharks. Yes. And that's like where all their customers are. And people that do live by sharks aren't like, oh, I want the shark repellent necklace. Yeah. That's so funny. So. Which is kind of how, well, it makes sense because I'm not afraid of slugger. But people that don't <laughs> live in Kansas City are horrified of slugger, the Kansas City Royals mascot, uh, whose skull is a crown. <laughs> <laughs> fused again. Yeah. Also, it's kind of scary like, looking. Kill a woman with a hot dog. He killed dog. a woman with a hot dog. She didn't know. Blinded. She was blinded by meat. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, if you get a hot dog shot at you at 100 psi, you're going to be horrified. You're going to be scarred for life, literally. Blinded by the meat. <laughs> yeah, she's going to get like PTSD every time she sees a, a hot dog commercial. <laughs> <Sure>. <laughs> So many hot dog commercials on TV right now. You're watching many, the wrong yeah. channels. Johnsonville, <laughs> bro. Oh, God. God they, there used to be a lot of commercials for hot dogs, but I guess someone decided that these things sell themselves. Hey, guess what? You know what else happened around the same time the hot dog commercials dipped off? Slugger shot someone with a hot dog. <laughs> Maybe it's only in Kansas City. <laughs> That's why we think there yeah. are none anymore. Yeah, people in Boston are like, man, these hot dog commercials are going off like gangbusters. <laughs> but I don't live in Kansas City where they kill people. Yep. <laughs> All right, I got one more. Okay, would you... All right. Green Arrow's boxing glove or Blue Beetle's BB gun? <laughs> boxing glove. Was that the arrow with the boxing glove on it? <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's really um good. for the comedic <laughs> value, it's gotta be the arrow with the boxing glove on it. That's gotta be so hard to shoot. Incredibly hard. It's like eighty pounds. <laughs> yeah. The weight on the line on your bow has to be. Do you like think he has so a lot because they keep just snapping? Off. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking hell, I gotta re restring this thing. Hang on, just, just stand right there. Just shoot an arrow. Like you know, like, why are you just like lightly knocking someone? It's more out? of an insulting. Because he doesn't want thing. to murder someone. <laughs> He's not a slugger. <laughs> He's not bloodthirsty yeah. slugger. Okay. <laughs> I think yeah, sometimes it's better to knock a guy. If out. I was, if I was hit with a arrow with a boxing glove on it, I'd be more humiliated <laughs> and not want to commit crime. That's true. <laughs> More That's than true. anything. Like, hey, man, more what are you in here for? Were, I don't want to talk about it. More than if you were shot by a BB gun. <laughs> <laughs> by a man in a blue beetle suit? I don't know. That's a good question. Oh, so silly. His blue beetle's little gun is so funny. <laughs> it, you can conceal it really easily. Yeah, you're not concealing a boxing <laughs> glove arrow. Yeah, TSA is going to find that one. <laughs> yeah, it's got... <laughs> uh, Mr. Arrow, can we see you over here for a minute? He's... When they talk about like a surprise attack, you're just like, hang on here. <laughs> Grab my large boxing it glove and get my bow situated. It made more sense to be wearing the boxing glove with just the arrow yeah. in it and just to, like pull it off and then and, and the boxing glove shoots an arrow? <laughs> doesn't, even, doesn't even need the bow anymore. Uh, <laughs> Blue Beetle's gun is like a flashlight with a trigger. <laughs> It's so funny looking. You it, yeah, it doesn't even look like a BB gun. It looks like it's um no, like a radar or something. <laughs> like yes. he's a cop. Yeah. Yeah, like he's yeah. a cop. Yeah, he's like a future cop. <laughs> Why does he even have it? It's so he's, dumb. He's Blue I don't know. Beetle. He's he's just there to be Booster Gold's best friend. Actually, yeah. Does he have superpowers? I always liked him because he struck me as like a Spider-Man type. Um, 
He was like one of my first DC yeah. guys that I really So no, he doesn't towards. have any powers. Yeah. He has the power to wield a BB gun. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's cool. I mean, in the New 52 stuff, he was like, his suit was like from a scarab, like a Blue Beetle scarab. And like that had more of a, I guess the older older Blue Beetle was as well, but like this had more of a uh, bigger impact in the New 52 stuff. But Yeah, the new Blue Beetle suit was insane. I didn't like how small the eye lenses no. were. They were just like the size of eyes. Yeah. I also just really like Ted Cord. Weird. Who was like the original yeah, Blue Beetle? So did I. Ted. Ted's my guy. Ted and Booster, man. Best of buds. Amazing, amazing covers on vintage Blue Beetle books. Oh, yeah, yeah. I think I have a couple in there. Choice. I have a handful too. That's something I always like grab from old, uh, old boxes when i'm perusing that's mainly like what inspired me to like collect the older daredevil covers is because like they really just took reference from like old gymnastic poses and stuff and like every scene is dynamic on those covers and those old daredevil things and they're just so much fun to look at do you have any like yellow old suits no the oldest don't go that far back i have is number 10 Wow. Yeah, which I'm pretty pumped about. I was actually really shocked yeah. I got it. What's the oldest comic you have, Budget King? Do you know off the top of your head? Uh, like Avengers 20. That's pretty yeah. good. That is. Something like that. I think I have a like one that, you know, those like, um, shit, what are they called? Like the Golden Key comics that are from like the 40s and 50s. I yeah. have one of those that's like Space Family Robinson. And I think that's like the technically the oldest book I have. But yeah. it's by no means the most fun old book that I have. Right? Yeah. What's yours, Mike D? I have Avengers number nine. Ooh. Ooh. It's pretty beat up, but it's still cool to have something like that fucking old. It's the first appearance of Wonder Man. Oh, and dope. then he dies the same as she <laughs> Oh, no. R.I.P. <laughs> it's really wild. I kind of find myself like buying those older books, even if they're not like from a big two publisher. Just because like when you think about it, these things are fucking old. They're like old, old. And, it's like, amazing to me that these things made it through time just in general. Yeah. Without, I know that it's like a paper yes. thing held together by like loose staples. Yeah. It's like a time and that capsule. someone kept track of it even like yeah right yeah before there was money in it or before there was that kind of yeah i always read that shit i always pop them open and read them you do yeah i would that's the way to go that avengers 9 has a little ad in it to order a monkey through the mail like a real live monkey yeah real live monkey (laughs) Comics for a while. It, the ads, the ad says, uh, even eats real people food like lollipops. <laughs> oh no! Don't feed your monkey feed your lollipops. Monkey candy. Insane. Oh, yeah. Oh, I have an I have Uncanny X Men fifteen. Oh wow! Wait, what? Sorry. I have Uncanny X Men fifteen, which is nineteen sixty five. Any uh, so. any firsts in there or appearances? Uh, is it a key? I don't think so. There's a little drawing on it too. I got it for five bucks. Like there's a little bit of some kid wrote a little bit of pencil on it. You know what? I found out that doesn't affect the grade. How? Uh, what? I'm not Are you kidding, kidding me. You. Remarks on the cover don't affect like the physical grade of a book. How? I guess I, I didn't it, get that. It, oh, this is flabbergasted this, me. This book is this book is in great shape. Besides the kid that drew little pencil eyes coming out of uh, of like somebody's face, <laughs> and that little whatever. kid was Jack Kirby. And I, and I was just like, I was like, I don't know. That's an old X Men book. I'll just buy it or whatever. But I could get it graded, I guess, with like an okay grade <laughs> on it. But nobody wants. Nobody's gonna buy that when it has like drawings on it. Like even if it has a good grade, they can see that it's fucking Lord. drawn on. Is the drawing sexy? <laughs> it's. No. Well, then burn that book. Yeah, get rid of it. Why do you have it? <laughs> Only it sexy covers in my collection. 
the penciler was Jack Kirby, but the inker was Dick Ayers. Isn't that weird? They had a different penciler and inker. That's pretty common. Uh, yeah. Is that okay? Let's get back on what on weapons. Do we need more weapon stuff? <laughs> cool. All right. What else we got? I think that's it. I think we did an episode. I think we got enough. <laughs> I'm not sure, but I, I think we this. did an episode, guys. <laughs> I think we did. I wrote down this as a memory of, of weapons. It's not a would you rather. You guys remember the bi- the video game Boogerman? No. No, I don't. Sorry. All right. Well, he's a Sega character. All right. Good night, everybody. His, his, <laughs> Here we go. That he, uh, his, his boogers are weapons? He flung, he flung, he flung bo- yeah. He weaponizes boogers. So this wasn't a would you rather. It's a do you remember? <laughs> I put it at the end of this because all my other ones fit in I like, perfectly. I like you that rather. you said this isn't a would you rather, but it's a memory of weapons. <laughs> <laughs> That's such a creative, creative way to yeah. phrase it. <laughs> Here's a memory I have of a weapon. I was I dating this knife Muppet. in college. And, uh... <laughs> I wrote the words Muppet Babies thinking like, was there, is there any way to pull a weapon out of Muppet Babies? Yeah, Nanny's thighs. <laughs> Ooh, she could kill with those. Slay. <laughs> All right, everybody. Thanks for joining us here again on First Issue Club, the weekly podcast where we talk about comic books and apparently weapons. Join us next week when we talk about comic books again and maybe weapons. Who knows? We got a lot of time to fill and a lot of comics to not read. I'm Greg. Oh, next next week we want to pre. No, never mind. Cut that out. I'm Budget King. I'm Greg. <laughs> I'm Mike D. I'm Caitlin. And until next week, wash your hands. <laughs> next week, we'll be talking about Boogerman 2. <laughs> the and search for memories. Boogerman. Listen, I, I know I'm married and all, but I still treat my lady like we're dating and it's just it's as it's as fun as the first time we oh. met. Sound like PJ. I, I try to get her drunk every night and you know, try to fiddle that faddle and you know, it it it's been working for us for about twenty five years and we've had our ups and downs, you know, and we get into our tussles and you know, marriage is all about compromise and expanding your thoughts on sexual exploration or whatever, but you know, it's fine. It's, it, it, it works for us. I like that, like, uh, get her drunk is your get her done. <laughs> get her drunk. Can you fiddle the faddle? Yeah, I like that so much. Every, everybody, get her drunk. <laughs> Coming to the stage, fiddle faddle. He's <laughs> fiddle faddle. Get her drunk. After that's about a, that's uh, a little bit better than that weird old man's voice you've been doing. Yeah, after about three Mike's Hard Lemonades, my girl's <laughs> slip and slide is ready to go. Too much. Ugh.